Now I gotta remember how to do this. <laughs> Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tense. Starring the tense. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the hostess here, podcast, and Ted Smith, Grace Podcast, and all the land. All the land. Oh, on the couch next to me, <laughs> beaming in from Texas. That's right here, Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Beaming in, like, teleported in. What's going on, fellas? Uh, it feels good to be live. It feels good to be sitting next to Ted. We did it this way for so many years. It, it's nostalgic, and it feels weird not having Matt here now, except via be a teleconference so anyway let's let's rock it boys wow almost sweared almost sweared <laughs> didn't right. now i'm there in the desert matt cover the producer mctp what's up matt dude you got me so good when i logged in and just you were sitting um, there and i was like cobs late this time huh nice <laughs> and i was like yeah we'll give him a couple more minutes people don't know cob was just in my bathroom pee yeah and it shows up in the background i'm like what dude you literally said last week this might happen. That was a great totally setup. Not. <laughs> uh, also, I am pumped. Uh, next week, we will have Daryl from Cooking with Daryl on all the social media. On the cast? On the cast. Let's go, dude. Okay, I got to watch some of his stuff before we do that. Note to self. Yeah, I was talking to my brother today, and I was like, you'll never guess who we're having on, right? And like, what was that? A month ago, we had on Red Man. Yeah. Sick, right? Like... Like we've had NFL players, but I'm like, fucking cooking with Daryl. I'm like, yeah, dude, you and Matt are going to be pumped. And he's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we started, and then we went down a conversation about other guys we watched, like three pieces of uh, pecan or pecan. And like him and Daryl have done like crossover episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think at an ASU tailgate. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of him, college football. We talked about it. Mr. Cobb, you were there Saturday. I had, all right, so Matt, here's the backstory. I don't know if we talked about it on the cast, but I told Cobb, I go, this might be the biggest regular season game this century for the dogs. And then he was like, all right. Then he said he was going. I finally, like, finally, I texted him. I was like, are you there? And he's like, yeah. And then at the end, he texted me. He was like, you're right. That game was unreal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ted called it early. He was like, this could be the biggest regular season game in uh, Huskies history and I heard people starting to say that even in the parking lot ahead of time so I flew in it was honestly it was one of the most baller moves of my life um, I got like an inexpensive flight that was actually going to uh, Calgary but it had a stop in Seattle so I leave Austin at like 5 a.m. from my house and I'm in Seattle for the game tailgating with one of the listeners Bryce that was awesome thank you for hosting me um, and uh it just, yeah, it was rad, dude. So we go to the tailgate. Uh, my my dad picks me up. He was a husky, but he like never goes to games. So he was super pumped. We we're just like BSing in the uh, in the parking lot, the north lot. And uh, there's just a bunch of people I knew there. So we we're like walking around, talking to people. But then um, for the game itself, so Ted, I didn't tell you this part. Um, I wanted to, but I'm saving it for the cast. So, all right, so Matt, we go, and our plan is just scalp tickets, right? So. You know, pretty standard right, I respect move. That. Yeah, pretty standard move. I've done it a million times. Um, and we just did it for ACL two weeks ago. So I roll in with cash and I go and hit up a couple scalpers. Nothing. One guy's like, I have one ticket. I'm like, well, all right. Like, so I go to 
every scalper outside of the stadium. So seven different groups of two guys. No, nobody has anything. And I see a bunch of guys walking around looking for tickets. I'm like, oh, F. Like, okay, let me jump online. Jump online, try to get some. Nothing for under 500 a seat. And I'm like, dude, Oof. we might actually not see this game. So finally, I see this diesel, diesel black dude, probably 370 pounds, big, big guy. Walk up to him, start chatting with him. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, do you have two tickets? He's like, he's like, I can get you in general admission. And I'm like, okay, how much is it? It's like 150 each. I'm like, all right, let me go ask the old man. So I walk over, ask my dad. He's like, is 150 okay with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go back to the guy. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, we'll do it. Can I see the tickets? And he's like, nah, man. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, like, where are they? And he's like, like I said, general admission. I can get you in standing room only. And I'm like, wait, what? Does this guy have terror? Like, I was like, what's going on? So I'm like, all right, well, I want to see this game. I'm like, are you sure you can get us in? And he's like, yeah, man. So I give him $300 and he just goes, come with me. He starts beelining for the gates. So I turn around and my dad's like in the crowd. And I so I start like motioning to him frantically because the game had just started at this point. So I start motioning to him frantically. And he starts following us through the crowd. This giant guy just walks up to where like gates are, where you like scan your phone, you know, where they take your tickets. So we yeah. walk through the metal detectors. Yeah. He goes up and he just kind of like holds his phone sort of near it. And he's like, go ahead, boys. And we just walk in past him. The girl who's like watching the ticket thing just looks away and we were in. And so it was just standing room only, no tickets. So he just, he basically coyoted us into this place. And um, so it was weird because we were pumped. We we're like, dude, we got in. But then as soon as we got in there, we realized like the stadium was over capacity by probably 3000 people. I have never in my life seen a stadium where every single seat is filled. Every single seat was filled. We were standing at the end and we were standing three rows deep to try to see this game. It was absolutely packed. There was not a seat in the house. I promise you. So we had to hang out for the first quarter. I've never been to a game where you don't have a seat. So for the first quarter, we were just standing and, you know, I was just was laughing about the situation. I could tell my dad was slightly annoyed. Um, And then like midway through the second quarter, I was like, all right, there's got to be like something is going to open up in the cheap seat. So we go up, check them, nothing. Go to another row, check them, nothing. Did you go all the way up to 300? All the way to 300. Yeah. And there was nothing up there. I walked up a couple of the 300 rows to the top, not a seat. So then we finally go on the very end, top corner, and we get like two and a half feet of bench. And I'm like, this is perfect. So we sit just like huddled up and slowly throughout the game, like more people left and we kind of got some room. So yeah. And I mean, that's not to say anything about the game. The game was incredible. It was an all-time match. And I, the whole time it felt like UW was going to lose. Obviously, people know now there was a missed field goal at the end. And as the the Oregon kicker kicked it to go ahead or to tie as time expired. And when the ball was in the air, th- that stadium was silent. I mean, I've never – people say, like, you could hear a pin drop. Dude, real phenomenon. And then the kick, we're off to the sides. So we can't tell – the kick misses and you just hear like it almost sounded like a wave of air from the student section just like a <sighs> like it was absurd so loud they stormed the field awesome ending like classic one of the best games of all time so was it rocking yeah dude yes because i sat up i full. sat up there for cow and that was a saturday night loud then yeah it was crazy um, God, I got to move those chips, dude. I keep just want. I know. It's so hard to not eat on the cast. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. Ted, I wish you would come. It was sick though. And yeah, the, the tailgate hookup was awesome. So thank you, Bryce. I was watching on my phone with three other people. And Matt, that game, did you watch the game? No. 
All right. So I'm up at a first uh, first birthday for a child. <laughs> right? It's a one-year-old. For a child. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's no TV. So then it's like down to my phone. Maryland is on at the same time. Maryland sucks. They lost. But like I so I have the TV or the phone. It's leaned up against a board. One of the older gentlemen at one point goes, Can't you get a bigger phone? I was like, I'm the only game in town. Like, yeah, yeah. Where's your phone, dude? Right. Like, he's like, I have an iPad. I said, Okay, bring it out. Brings it out. And when I try to download the Xfinity app, he needs another password and just didn't know it. I was like, all right, old guys, no more bitching. All right. Yeah. So, so, the screen is the screen. Okay. You want it or you don't, you know? Do you want verbal? You can bring a pair of readers. <laughs> <laughs> but the game was unbelievable. I mean, even just sitting there with two other, like three other people watching it. Yeah. And then when they missed that kick, we all screamed so loud that everybody else inside the house started screaming. And they're like, what happened? We're like, you just missed the greatest college football game I've seen in a long time. Yes. Regular, regular college, game, college game day was there too. A kid won, like, kicked a field goal for $30,000 before the game. Like, uh, Joel McHale was there. I mean, it was massive. Yeah. And it lived up to the hype. Yeah. Which games rarely do, especially with that much hype. I mean, it was, it was the biggest game in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why didn't you watch it? Um, I had to go to a wedding that day. And the wedding was in L.A. and I had work that morning. All right. I figure your brother probably watched it on his phone. No. Yeah. My brother went and met up with a bunch of his buddies that he went to UW with at a bar in L.A. But he had to leave early to get to the wedding from that. But he got to see everyone. And then I think he was listening or watching somehow. But, yeah, it sounded crazy. I saw I saw that kick on on Twitter. That's the thing with college. Like. Those kickers are kids. They're not good. I was talking to Carson about this when I was at his house last week. Like the mo, there's the fewest amount of jobs in the NFL is kickers. So it's this like super high pressure situation where like most of these kids, it doesn't get any more pressure packed than this. They're not going to be in the NFL. There's only 32 kicker jobs in the NFL. There's no depth, and so they just and they're 19. They're 19 in a stadium that big, 20 years old. Like, God, dude, the the nerve of that just, like, makes my spine tingle every time. This year, I've got more into college football because I'm a diehard Colorado Buffaloes fan. So, as the kicker, like, the college kicker loud, just fascinates me. How loud was it before that he kicked it? Um, Dude, I'm trying to remember. It honestly was kind of a blur. Um, People... People were going really crazy, like their last whole possession. I feel like the kick itself, people just were waiting to be let down. Like it was so quiet. Nobody thought he was going to miss, but like maybe 5% of the stadium is like, this guy's going to miss this. Cause it was a pretty, you know, it wasn't the longest kick. And, uh, but God, man, it, I've never heard of that many people be that quiet when that kick was in the air. People who were there will know, like it was unreal. Yeah, and it, the kick was so close that like it even took us a second to be like, "Oh, he missed it." Yeah, I the only reason I could even tell I was perpendicular to it, so the only reason I could tell was that student section went berserk, like people were ripping off their shirts, like they just flooded the field, and it was it was obvious. And that sound, man, I will never forget the sound of that kick going <laughs> going wide. Honestly, it was very cool. 
Yeah, I told somebody, I said, I think regular season, I think it's the greatest college football game I've seen since the Bush push. Oh, man, that what God, what a game that was. Right, because like the whole nation was watching. The whole nation was watching and it was like really competitive. And there's like a couple controversial calls like and uh, Reggie Bush was at his peak, like Matt Leinart, too. Yeah, that was I watched that game. God, that was good. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I just don't remember another regular season game because like usually like, let's be honest, like, uh, I guess Michigan, Ohio State a couple of years ago was a three point game. So yeah, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State, that's like a massive. Yeah, that's like a rivalry you expect, though. Like this one, people are like cautiously optimistic about the dogs, but they always kind of let them down. So they're like, but then like Oregon, it's like, dude, we'd love to beat Oregon, especially in the last year in the Pac-12. It, yeah, it had all the fixings for a great game. 100% worth flying up for. It was rad. Also, I was going to bring this up, but it's just the best time of year. Yeah. Like college football is in full swing, right? Like these games matter. The NFL, like, you know what I mean? We're out of the first seven, eight weeks. Like, games matter. There's a baseball playoff game on right now. I have hockey on in the background. Yeah, dip season just fired up. Halloween's right around the corner. Christmas they're, right after that. They're racing F1 in Austin this weekend. I know, dude. God, <laughs> I know. It's just like anything you want. Arsenal's playing Chelsea at 930 on Saturday morning. I mean, it's just it's just everything you want, man. <laughs> Matt's just quietly laughing. I'm, I'm just glad that you recognize it as it's happening. A lot of times, like these peak moments, you kind of recognize in hindsight. Ted, you're living it, you're breathing it. It's awesome to see. I'm glad you brought that up because I had that conversation with my buddy, and I it's exactly what I was talking about. Because I was like, look, once you get to like December in the playoffs, like, yeah, everybody loves NFL. But like, there's less games. There's like less stuff going on, and you're like, yeah, and you're especially the end. especially with college, right? There's bowl games, but it's not the same as a college proper Saturday with just games on all day. And I was like, so we got to remember the next couple of weeks. I was like, these are the fun weekends, dude. That's like you know, on like how people are like, oh yeah, I have like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the weekend. Like Sunday is the worst day of the weekend because you're thinking about work the next day. It's like you know, December and January for the NFL. You're like, it's almost over. Versus like right now, like this is Friday, Saturday, you know, it's like October. It's like yeah. we got the whole weekend in front of us. We get the whole season, dip season, the holidays. Like, yeah, dude, for sure. This is the best time. No question. I also heard it's Costco season. <laughs> yeah, the way you're going there. Jesus Christ, dude. Newest convert. He comes in, I'm like, it's paintings on the wall now. Like, here's what I've been doing. Uh, but I was like. I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, you know, my dad heard you're going to, I told him you were going to Costco, this and that. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just have bags of beef jerky and like little Parmesan crystals at Costco. All the little Gatorades, little protein <laughs> packs. Yeah. <laughs> Cobb, how different is it compared to all of City Ted's bachelor pads to see them all domesticated up in the burbs? Dude, I think it's good. I think it's a nice life change. And also, um, yeah, I feel like Costco, you know, that was something that was out of reach for Ted for a long time because he didn't have a car. And now yeah. he's he's living that that side of America. And I mean, it is a great place. Tough to have, I mean, the thing is though, what I can't believe is, you know, like this time of year, he's always sort of like, we're gonna cut in some weight and stuff. And I'm just like, God, the discipline, the absolute discipline to walk through a Costco baked goods section, see all those pies, all those treats, and not just like completely cave. Like that's I can't do that to myself. I don't have that kind of strength oh. or willpower. Like, I just can't bring it in the house. But, like, God, dude, to walk through that minefield. Whew, wow. I Cost- say, that's why it's nice in the fall, too, man. 
Seahawks, the first, the, the second game of the year against Detroit. I was like, well, Mike and McKenzie are over. That's enough reason. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll get some mini donut churro bites. But yeah. I did have to take some to work. I tell you what, man, I don't know. I'm watching DeMatha. By the way, everybody, DeMatha is playing Friday night, ESPNU, 5 p.m. Pacific time. ESPNU? Yes. So thinking about making a Costco run and getting getting maybe some sweet. Well, I'm going to Costco either way on Thursday, but getting some sweet treats. <laughs> so there'll be like five people there. Ooh, nice. Do you go? Do you go? Oh, man, I don't want to say on the cat. Do you go like north of here? Oh, yeah. Shoreline. Wow, that's dude. That one's it's almost close. Soto's almost closer. If you leave from work, I don't know, but Soto's the original. <sighs> I know Shoreline. It's my store. Sure. I see the guy that signed me off. So I go every Thursday like an old man. This week's <laughs> a big Thursday. Getting new tires too. Honestly, they are great with tires. <laughs> Damn, it's just those clothes you gotta look out for, man. <laughs> dude ted one year from now here's my prediction one year from now ted's gonna be head to toe kirkland signature dude or at least things bought from costco like he's gonna have champion socks he's gonna have like some like kind of fleece on the inside sweats on the outside pants like a baggy t-shirt and do they do hat oh and like a, a soft shell coat that's gonna be ted smith's outfit for sure don't forget the gloves up there well, in the northwest Dude, they gloves and court classics, too. I, I already got to get some court classics. I already have the gloves. I already bought gloves. Do you have Dad Force Ones yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> In my defense, there's a pair of pink Air Force Ones that are made out of corduroy over there. Yeah, those things are sick. <laughs> That's pretty fresh. They're like pink on the outside with like a little cranberry on the inside and like orange swoosh. They do look, yeah, really sick. So, yeah, it's a good time of year. It's also Costco season. Jesus. This one's falling off the, falling off the rails. Okay. Now, I'm going to set this up with, like, there is absolutely zero chance of this, but it got me thinking today. I had an What's your name, dude? <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I had an appointment with my nutritionist. She's attractive. And, like, after I left, I was like, man, she seems pretty cool. And I was like, I couldn't date my nutritionist. Like, I'd never feel comfortable. Yeah. Oh, right? God. So I just, right? Or, like, oh. like, dating your doctor. The judgment, man. Yeah. The right? judgment. Like, I mean, that's too, that, you, you know me, like I'm dating a professional home organizer. Like I leave one, one leaf out of place, dude. And it's hell to pay. And it does weirdly, it has affected my sleep. Like you feel more uncomfortable, like in your own home. And dude, if you were dating like a nutritionist, I mean, just like every sip of soda, every like single piece of licorice, that would, I mean, I don't want to swear, but that would F you up. <laughs> I was thinking like, imagine it's like a tailgate. Right. You're like, you're having fun or whatever. And it's like, like, I'm sure nobody would say she wouldn't say anything, but it's like in my head. It's like, she saw me eat this third donut. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she like, walks I haven't up had and, a donut in six months. She walks up and looks at the bag. She's like, oh, like fat free, huh? <laughs> and it's like, damn, bitch. Like, I'm just trying to eat some chips. Although, what if it was the opposite? What if like, you know, you know how like sometimes people become psychologists or psychiatrists because they like really want to understand themselves because they have like some crazy traumatic childhood. All like, right. What if she was like secretly like a super eater? She's like, 
she's the one hiding from you. She's like, you know, house and like sleeves of Dorita or my sleeves of Oreos and stuff. Somehow I get the feeling you could tell just by looking at it that that was not the case. No. But my Everybody's question, got secrets, man. My question for you, oh, that's what I'm saying. This is also why I'm a, I'm sorry, there's one, just an insane person. I like, finally got Ted to swear. It's so rare on the cast. That's probably happened, what, well, Matt, I would say once every eight episodes, maybe. No, uh, I think we all do it enough more than we yeah. realize. When it's all said and done, we average about 15 bleeps per episode. Oh my god! Is that really what we average over the oh, last yeah. like? I up like four an episode. Yeah, god. dude. Then I'm gonna stop saying sorry, Matt. I always feel bad, and I shouldn't. I just Part felt like I was the only one who was actually a culprit. Part of the gig, you know. Nice. It's yeah, it's fun. So right, this is my thought when I left the office. Like, huh, that'd be weird. So who? My question for you guys was gonna be: Who would it be weird? Like, like what's a weird dating one? I guess you're kind of going through it because you live with a home organizer, but you're always pretty clean. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm tidy, but this is a whole nother level, dude. Like this is professional. Like, I mean, I would say, honestly, she vacuums our house four days a week. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I know. I actually shouldn't say that on, on here, but yeah, it's a little wild. Um, Let's see. Oh, what's like a weird profession to date? Is that what you mean? I guess. Dude, I mean, first of all, I think you should shoot your shot. There's a lot of nutritionists out there. We can easily find you a new one. No, 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 no. That's why, no? That's why I set this okay. up. With, this was just the thought process. All right. Well, you know, if you're thinking about it, I mean, it's like that uh, grain of truth thing or whatever, your subconscious. Um, Matt, you go first. I'll, I'll hop on. Um, we were just talking about, like, I think it would be a pain in the ass to date a shrink. Like, um. I I always wonder about them and like I've I've always had one they're great like definitely utilize their services but the idea of like dating one because it's like man do you think this stuff doesn't apply to you too you're gonna sit here and call me out for projecting or replaying the past or whatever like come on you like that's not making up a huge part of your personality and DNA get out of here. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking kind of the same thing, but either a relationship therapist or a sex therapist. Because then, like, everything you do is just under scrutiny, you know? Damn. Like, they're looking for the double meaning, they're whatever, and it's like... I, I think a sex therapist would be fun. I'd be like, you, you get any ideas today at work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the upside. I think the downside is, like, they're like, so when you moaned in my ear, like, was that your childhood cry for help? <laughs> like, it was not. <laughs> It was not. <laughs> it was you know I mean? not. Like, so it just would be tough to like relax and enjoy yourself. Cause you're like, anything I do in this situation is like going to get projected out and talked about for like five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And debated in like divorce court. So it's just, I don't know, man, that seems like a real tough, tough one. I mean, Matt, have you ever dealt with it being a personal trainer? Like where people weirded out? Or like worried about how much they work out. I mean, I get that like everywhere I go, but yeah, it's definitely something that like all I have never dated a like full on like gym girl, you know. And I always feel like they'd think I was a fraud because like I eat so much goddamn ice cream, and like, I love laying on the couch and watching football so much. They'd be like. What you're just a genetic freak. You're not one of us. Like I'm like I've been putting in work 15 years, lady. Like, but yeah, the girls that I've dated, you know, they're definitely at the beginning. There's that like, 
oh, shouldn't I be eating healthy around you? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to date someone that eats healthy all the time. <laughs> wow, throwing it right back. <laughs> well, that's what I thought about that because I was like, Matt was my guy for a while, but I was like, I don't know, Matt and I like that's I, I don't feel weird in front of him. Yeah, how does she feel about nachos? I don't know. We haven't crossed that bridge. Let's see. You know? Yeah, because she gets to talk about your like I I try and be very forced coming with my clients, and I'm like I'm just telling you like I don't I'm not saying I practice this one, um, and so oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, she might she might have some some habits that aren't the focus of the sessions that maybe she is more human, but yeah, some people like their lives just aren't as fun because they're eating you know chicken and broccoli five times a week. I do like the main doctor that runs it. Like I did a little Facebook looking around. I'm like one of the only pictures of him on there is like him in a Hawks game. Just like I was like, all right, I like this guy. Oh, Hawks. That <laughs> Matt, you'll appreciate this. He wears he wears fucking Jordans with a suit. With no suit. way. Yeah, oh. no tie. Ooh, I like that. But by like the fourth time I like walked, I was like, gosh. Man, he's got a real shoe collection. Going. Oh, he was wearing at work. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just saying like in his photo on the website, dude. Nice. No, that's what I'm saying the man just rolls around. I'm like, man, he's a sports fan and a Jordan fan. That's Does that undermine the suit. Like at, at that point, like why even wear the suit? You know, I don't know. It is kind of a cool look. Really depends on the guy. I think. I mean, Robert Kraft wears suits with dunks. That's. I mean, he's he's Robert Kraft. You know. <laughs> This guy's running the whole show. That's so he's a, he's an actual doctor, Ted. What's that? He's like a legit doctor. Correct. Nice. I know. That's that's a doctor I would trust. Not oh, some doctor that's like getting kickbacks from Pfizer, you know, and like doesn't look like he could do a single pull up. Like, give me the dude rocking the J's talking about eating healthy as a preventative medicine. Yeah, that's seriously. Yeah. trustworthy. Yeah. Right. That's all, that's why I'm with you. When I saw the shoes, by the time I noticed the shoes, I was like, I already kind of like this guy. I like what he's about. <laughs> yeah, makes him right. It's like, good call, Doc. You see, that's what I'm saying, man. If you date this nutritionist, Jesus. then he like he could be your nutritionist. Just move one up the scale, you know? <laughs> and then you can be then you actually have a home nutritionist and you know, somebody out outside the home. So it's really double dragons you know you kind of get more you get healthier people are like god damn ted you look great how's how are things going like, <laughs> i got new pale shakes every morning look things are great i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> drinking a lot of ginseng at the house doc <laughs> right. like, ted you're glowing He's like yeah i take seven vitamin d's <laughs> i'm also on four hits pass it <laughs> the only way i'm getting through all this man i gotta outthink the thinkers man <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah so anyway that's how ted met his next girlfriend dude i also love if we could rewind a second uh, Cobb, the way you casually were just like talking about living with your girlfriend the professional house organizer and being like it affects my sleep and he just kept moving like yeah <laughs> I'm that glad is my insomnia is funny to you, boys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've got it. I didn't I I didn't know you're supposed to be conscious of which way the tags on the pillow are oriented, but they should be down in the on the couch. And I was like, what is going on? And it's like, it does affect your sleep. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say which set of pillows. <laughs> yeah, you're on a whole other level. I just got a chick that likes our condo clean. But like, yeah, that's a it would disrupt circadian rhythms. Yeah, dude, I had to take like a hard stand to just like have like stuff out on the counter in the bathroom. You know, I'm like, if I don't see my toothbrush, like I will forget to brush my teeth. I have to see it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's it's wild. A little bit OCD, but she's she's great to live with. I mean, it is nice to have a clean house. It just, you know, the like you experience both sides of that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I want to find something and it's where it's supposed to be, I'm like, okay, maybe she's on to something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That would be nice, but she just puts stuff away where if she wants. <laughs> that would be an awesome dream, though. But I got a few of those. Well, you changed its home, <laughs> dude. The worst is like we laugh about this because um. So um, one of the uh, her brother in law um, we both were laughing because he's like, yeah, you just like you set a cup down like that you're drinking and turn away to say something to someone. And when you go to grab it, like eight seconds later, it's already gone in the dishwasher. He's like, I've lost so many beers and so many cold beverages that way. And I'm like, yeah, he's not wrong, dude. Happens to me at my home all the time. <laughs> all right. So when I come to Austin, hold on to my beer. Oh yeah. Bring like one of those little, uh, uh the little, um, what do they call like, um, the like holsters? Holster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's take a break here. We'll come back with the uh, emails. What's Matt and the cop topic? Let's do this. All right. Welcome back to all our sponsors. Uh, never forget our first uh, real big sponsor member, I believe, was Harvard. That's right. That's how we started our hatred of Brown University. Uh, Brown University, all, all in good fun. You're a great school. That sounds demeaning. Not, not Harvard, though. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Not Yale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dom's daughter goes to Harvard. So I think we should take credit for that. Yeah, that probably, I feel like we had something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. She's been a listener forever to the podcast. Yeah. That's like, it's power of the cast. What's Brown like the Harvard of upstate New York? <laughs> where Where is Brown? I couldn't remember Connecticut. I don't know. <laughs> We gotta lay off Brown. I've gotten some letters. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn, dude. Those brown people are ruthless, but they know we're right. It's still just crazy to me that one time I was in the Uber, the guy's like, went to school back east. Where'd you go? And he's like, Brown. And I just start laughing. He's like, What? And I'm like, uh, me and my friends have this podcast. Keep it. I've never I I have zero credits from college. <laughs> I go and we just make fun of Brown. <laughs> He's like, it's an Ivy League school. I'm like, no, I know. You're like, hey, look, you're the one driving the Uber, dude. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> it looks like it's in Rhode Island. <laughs> How many emails you got there? <laughs> uh, I feel like this will come back to bite us in some way we can't even possibly predict. Uh, two emails. Cop topic. Why would you or wouldn't you date yourself? Hello to the boys of the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. This is an interesting topic for me as I find myself 38 and single. I'm very much like Ted in that I'm wildly independent, like my alone time, and tend to be overly social in a group setting. But I like those things about myself, even though the two boyfriends I've lived with both ended up saying they felt more like a roommate. The reasons I wouldn't date myself are things I'm working on now. I tend to put everyone's needs, especially a partner before mine. I'm terrible at asking for what I want and just try to make their lives easier. Uh, it's very hard for me to not either lose myself or just shut down in a relationship. As cliche as it sounds, I'm trying to date myself and learn to find validation outside of a relationship. 
My pond, boys. Alley cats for life. Christina. All right. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Honestly, that was a hell of a dating profile. <laughs> like, no disrespect, but she's like, oh, I just do everything for my man at any time he wants. And they put his needs above my own, and I'm an amazing cook. It's like, damn, girl. Like, All right, we'll message you. Jesus. I'm 38 and single. You know, it's I like, make jello shots. Yeah. And I love college football. Right. <laughs> I love college football, smoking weed, and talking about sports and yetis. <laughs> God. Well, I'll forward that one on to on to my guy Ted, the only single man on the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Question and answer. Hey jerks, what the f? You chuckleheads are going to start off this week's episode, uh, episode three fifty one, cracking up about your seventh grade escapades, and you're not going to share with the class. Come on now. Oh yeah, last week we were talking about stuff before we got on. Remember? Oh yeah, I remember, and I remember your story. It's yeah, amazing. it wasn't I, even recorded. Uh, That's I, I started I recording that. I told it at work under the, <laughs> under the pretense of we can never repeat this story on the air How'd on our it, podcast. How'd it go? And everybody died laughing. Everybody was like, yeah, you can't tell that story. They're like, there's nothing wrong with it, but you can't tell that story. Oh, I was just about to say, should I just tell it right now? <laughs> okay. Well, let's at least hold it out for a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right. Make them want it. <laughs> Make them want it more. Um God, I do feel uncomfortable telling you, but maybe that's the sign that it's good. Um, I don't know, Matt, you heard it. What do you think as the producer? Is that is it over the line? I mean, I think oh. no. I mean, yes, it's you We're not thought you would, it either way. Yeah, right, you thought right, you would right, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Um, two, are you guys pranking us? I can't remember. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Uh, I can't remember the last time I heard a mid episode ad actually play, but the Ted Smith still diligently thanks the sponsors <laughs> for the 10 seconds of silence. If this is a long con, carry on, my wayward sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were actually talking about this after the cast last week. There was like uh, somebody who wasn't adding the ads in or something like that. Matt, you can probably speak more to it than I can. Yeah, I mean, that's hilarious. The idea that it's a lot. I'd rather take credit for it being a long con. Um, We're just but, LARPing as a sponsored podcast. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a more logical behind the scenes explanation, but it's just not as fun. Um, yeah, obviously, I was not aware of that until last week. Yeah, I realized it last week before we recorded and then informed Ted and then that emails an even better story. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I knew we knew the whole time and just thought it was funny to send it to break, come back from break. And it's only five seconds in between. <laughs> Dude, think about what that's like, though. You hear 10 episodes in a row. <laughs> it's just sorry. It's just <laughs> silent for 10 seconds. And thanks to our generous sponsors again. <laughs> like, Dude, what? Like. Are you? What is happening? I like that he said Ted is diligently making the sponsors. Like I didn't know there wasn't any. Oh, uh, like we're broke. Okay, the yeah. stock is down, dude. The podcast is drowning. This is a bad business model. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a sponsor in months, dude. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> or maybe it's a good model. It's like the, the host he's not even aware if you're making money or losing money. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're asset light here for sure. <laughs> uh, top topic: uh, Why would you or wouldn't you Jesus. date yourself? Uh, would good sense of humor. I'm extremely patient and great at rolling with the punches. Wouldn't 
Terrible at time management, and thanks to my ADHD, can be very forgetful. Also can be cynical about relationships and true love. Amen, brother. Uh, Even though I've been happily married for 14 years with two tolerable children. (laughs) (laughs) Tolerable children. That is acceptable. That's a fair statement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hope you gents had a blast at the UW game. Go dogs. As I type this, Huskies are up 22 to 15, so outlook good. My alma mater produced scraped by today and not getting completely blown out. So boiler up. Thanks for the years of great content. Ross W. Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, that's a good email finish too. Watching games, sending off and firing off an email. Strong. Must be a nice Purdue one. Strong. Didn't. God damn, I'm pissed about that. All right. Sorry, I lost that for a second. Well, the Husky game was just so much fun and I was watching with Husky people. It kind of lightened the sting of Maryland just having a choke job. Yeah, who'd they play? Illinois, who had one previous win. It was our homecoming, Ooh. and I think we were 14-point favorites. Ooh. Wow, and you have Ohio State and Michigan coming down the pike? No, no, no. We already lost to Ohio State. We have Penn State oh, and Michigan. Oh, Penn State and Michigan? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. We'll wow. see. We'll see what they do. I don't know. Loxley, see. Is this a different Maryland? I <laughs> sure hope juice. So. We need excessive juice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we had too much juice. All right. <laughs> This sounds like my 20s. <laughs> but then he's like, I like that he's watching the game. He's like, ah, just got by. But yeah, it did help quell the, the sting of that terrible loss. I was like, all right, well, at least the Huskies are doing it. Yes. All right. Uh, well, let's check in with what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's battening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out what's battening. So, uh, let's see. Friday night, I don't think we did anything crazy. Um, Because Saturday, I had to work in the morning. Kind of found out about that on Thursday. We were planning to leave Friday for the wedding. Um, But when I got the call, I just, you know, was like, yeah, I guess I'll work Saturday morning. And then I'll drive straight to the wedding. Um. Oh yep. yeah, Friday I found out I needed new brake pads and rotors. That was fun. But shout out to the place they got it done before I took a road trip Saturday to LA. Um, after work for a wedding. Um, uh, my cousin. I guess technically she's like my second cousin, but you know it. It was. Um, we saw each other enough on the holidays growing up that it's like, yeah, hey, you're my cousin. Whatever. Um. Sure. But so she was getting married at this place in Palos Verdes, LA, in the LA area. Palos Verdes, pretty That's nice bougie. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, bougie. pretty nice. Um, and then it was at the Palos Verdes Athletic and Swim Club. And it's like right. right on the beach, right yeah. on the water. Ted, I sent you that video of it right at sunset on Instagram. Um, and you would have loved it, Ted. I mean, so it's just this breathtaking venue. You get in like just before the sun's setting. Um, they have like a three-story building. You come down all these stairs. Then there's an Olympic-sized pool. And on the pool deck is where the ceremony takes place. And then later the dance floor. But I mean, breathtaking venue right on the ocean. And I'm showing it to Cobb. Perfect oh, weather. God. Right at sunset. I mean, it was like out of a movie, straight up. Like, it was the dopest wedding venue I've ever been to. And so 
we get there, you know, it's, you could tell, my, I, I wasn't drinking, obviously, but my brother's like, those margaritas are strong. Like, they're trying to set a tone. As soon as, before you even get downstairs, on the way down the stairs, there's a margarita station. And nice. my brother's like, those are strong. I don't drink a ton of margaritas, but these, you can, they don't taste like margaritas. They taste like alcohol. And I was like, nice, setting the tone early. Like, this will be fun. <laughs> um, and and these cousins, their whole family was particularly fun um, growing up. So I'm like, dope, great venue. People are going to be in a good mood. And then there's some mingling. We sit down for the ceremony. The sun's setting. And, you know, the grooms come up there. There's like some kind of Hawaiian, like chill acoustic ukulele music going. And right. then stone cold music hits. <laughs> the groomsmen just sprint down those stairs from the top room and and down the pool and they all have those like neck holsters filled with 12 or 18 miller lights each and they just start tossing them out to the crowd as they're running through to the stone cold music that is awesome yeah that's how that's pretty rad that is unreal yeah yeah and then for the bride's party um they came out with uh bubble guns so they're just shooting bubbles everywhere to enter sandman by metallica and (laughs) then my cousin the bride comes out she's just like rocking out to metallica down the aisle like the coolest thing i've ever seen right at sunset right on the pacific ocean and it was just like all right we're in for a good time um the ceremony was like 15 minutes long or something great set of vows that's the move (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah and in the vows there were the so the the husband the groom went to university of georgia big big (laughs) other dog fan dogs two go dogs in the in the vows (laughs) Wow. In the vows? Yeah. And they have some specific thing. They all scream at each other and then bark at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so his dad was his best man. His dad did that. Whatever that was. Like, and and just, I mean, it was, it was an electric ceremony. Um, And, you know, then it's over. The sun's setting. People are back to, you know, hanging out um, as the sunset and everybody's taking pictures and, you know, there there's music going. Um, then there were was tacos. Georgia on a buy last week? I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm just like, if they're that big of Georgia fans, I'm like, I wonder if they were on a buy. That'd be hilarious. It wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. Like, yeah, dudes, dude's a serious dog fan. And so um I've met him before and he's been at Thanksgiving and stuff and like He's the real deal. And he's like, yeah, I went there. Like, yeah, they're the best team right now, but I've been a fan, you know, as long as I can remember, I went there. Um, And so, yeah, he's fully committed. It wouldn't surprise me if they were, in fact, on a bye. Um, Tom and and I were uh, Georgia fans. Oh, that's right. You weren't on that trip. That's right. But I am a go dogs guy. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Florida Georgia game. Certified Gator hater. I wanted to yell that out. Yeah. (laughs) And like I was sitting, yeah, I mean, it was it was just like 
when they came down when the Stone Cold music hit and then the dudes just bum rushed with Miller Lights, you know, just there must have been 50 Miller Lights handed out before the ceremony started. Like all those guys were That's just awesome. stocked. George sets a tone. Yeah. Georgia did play, but they were playing Vanderbilt. So that's an easy win. Okay. Yeah. If the margaritas didn't set the tone, the groom's party coming down sure as hell did. And I like that they had pre-wedding cocktails. Yeah. It's usually pre-ceremony, but like those are the fun weddings to go to, man. Yeah. I've been to too many weddings and like, I'm just, I'm over the, especially the Catholic ones. They just take forever. 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 Just like, come on. What are we doing? And and like, yeah, it was the bars. It was open bar, but it was just beer and wine. So they they made up for it with those margaritas. <laughs> like Also, as somebody that's been to a ton of wedi- weddings and like I've been to some really fun weddings. I've been to enough Smith weddings to have an open bar with beer and wine, even if you have cocktails, but like no shots. Yeah. And like, that's most weddings. Like, even if they have liquor, it's like, no, 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 no. We're not giving you idiot shots. Yeah. People get uncomfortable. Like in some of those settings, somebody always gets just crazy over the top drunk. Yeah. Cause people always, I mean, I've done it. It's a wedding. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? We should keep a bottle of fireball or something in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people are like drinking excitedly and a lot of people are like drinking nervously, you know, cause they haven't been around. Like there's a lot of anxiety that comes with, you know, family relationships and weddings and whatever. And like some people are just like drinking to like, you know, numb the pain. And those people, I feel like, end up getting hilariously hammered, too. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not used to it, you know? And it's, I say this all the time, but it's so emotionally charged, right? Like, whatever part of your relationship you're in, like, it's it's charged, right? Because they're getting yeah. married. So, like, if you're in a bad spot in your relationship, you don't want to be sitting there. Yeah. If you're in a yeah. good spot, like, even if you're in a good spot, I might be like, when are we getting married? Like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, God. they're just so emotionally charged that, like, people get wild. They get hammered. They, people are hooking up. <laughs> Ted, where was your wisdom when I was, like, 19, dude? I didn't know, really, that weddings, like, emotionally charged your relationships. And I went to one with a girl I was dating at the time. And, like, at one point, she, like, literally was like causing a scene like yelling at me at the wedding and i was just like this is ludicrous like we you know we it up pretty quickly but it was just like i didn't know that what was really happening was like she was feeling like uncomfortable about our relationship like that's just wild yeah i had someone once asked me about like well, what about our kids and i was just like what and I, I don't know <laughs> hundred degrees i'm sweating this tux like just yeah it's like I, 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 yeah exactly i have other things in my mind Calm down. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Matt, I will say, as so jealous as I was of him being at that football game, you have – that's one good event outside of if you had had the option to go to the Husky game. I'm like, man, that those are both very good stories. Oh, yeah. 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 You're going to be wrong. I was having fun, but, I mean, it was just, you know, standard stuff. There was some cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody did end up a bunch of people like the bride, the groom, a bunch of their friends and and the uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids jumped into the pool later into the night, like in their clothes, some in the full suit, some took the jacket off, some took the shirt off entire, but like everybody's still in their wedding clothes. Like there was 30 people in that pool by the end of the night. Uh, I have never been to a wedding with, and it's warm out and there's a pool involved where people haven't jumped in in like full clothes. Like I even went to one wedding, the parents like lived around the corner and they had a pool in their backyard. And literally like the 
the groom's dad, like just opened the door, same thing, just walked back there in his full suit, and just jumped in. Love that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's like a big life moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why not? All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right. This is sort of a weird one, boys, but uh, strangely relevant to my life. So a friend of mine um, had. uh, Okay, so uh, my closest friend in my 20s, he and I had this pact like uh, if one of us dies, like I want you to smash my laptop. Right. And so it's always like sort of a joke. And then another friend of mine lost a parent this year and he sort of we were out on a walk and he sort of brought it up to me. He's like, you know, we always joked about like people just in general kind of joke about that laptop thing. But he's like, I'm sort of in that situation now. You know, my um, my dad passed away and I don't know, like, do I do I smash the old man's laptop or do I risk like logging into it and going in to see if there's like some, you know, amazing like family photos or whatever else. And I was just like, gosh, man, I really don't know. Like, especially given the context, like, I don't know what the what the right move is. Because, I mean, if you do find anything, like, then it has to live with you forever, you know, because you can't tell anyone. But then, like, the flip side, like, if there's any, you know, cute memories or whatever, like, all right, at least you saved them. So the cop topic this week is what's the most bizarre thing you've ever discovered about your family history? I don't know if a lot of people will email in. It can just be fun stuff about your family history or whatever. It doesn't have to be sorted, but what's the most bizarre thing you've discovered about your family history? Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com. And it can be just like a funny quirk or whatever. Uh, I'm happy to share mine if you guys need more time. I was just going to ask everything all right, man. I feel these cop topics are getting real heavy these days. (laughs) Would you date yourself? (laughs) Which was the deep down family secret? Like, God damn. (laughs) Uh, Well, just something like interesting you learned about your family even, but... Yeah. Like, uh, like mine, I'll, I'll share mine real quick just to give you kind of an idea. So, um, my, uh, grandmother's dad. Um, so my great grandfather lived in Marysville and, uh, he was sort of like, uh, he, he worked on the, um, the equipment for like lumber mills and stuff. So he's sort of like a mechanic type character by trade, but very handy. And, uh, one cool thing about our family history is that dude built his own, like, like uh, what do they call like little hydroelectric dam and then dug lines to his house. And he was the first dude in Marysville to have his own power, like to have lights and stuff. And I was like, that's such an ultimate flex to go and look at your neighbor and just flick on the light. And you're like, F you bill <laughs> lighting candles, you bitch. <laughs> anyway, pretty, pretty baller flex. So that's a weird, just funny thing about my family history. Damn. Yeah, boys, I gave <laughs> you I got a nothing lot of like time. that. That was that was three full minutes. Yeah. yeah, but I was listening to your story. Yeah, yeah, it was a good story, dude. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I I I found out my mom was like normal in high school. I met one of her high school friends this weekend, and you know, like, I feel like she just talks about you know certain aspects of it, but it was really cool, like. Talk to someone was like, what was my mom like when she was 16? You know? Um, but she was she like downplays her high school. She talks about like not being the cool kid or whatever. And her friend was like, We were all like there was this group of eight of us that were all like really, really good at what we were pursuing. Like, 
they were like high achievers and like maybe they weren't the cool kids, but I don't know. I just gained like a lot of respect for my mom, like, you know, being a badass track athlete in high school. And like they they had like is like the best musician, the captain of the drill team, the track star, the like everybody had their own like, like area, cool, area cool, of cool excellence. Player. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, it, it, that was a, a really cool thing that I just like randomly saw some lady, you know, and she's like, well, who, what are you doing here? You know, I'm like, that's my cousin getting married. And then she's like, oh, I went to school with her mom. And I'm like, are you friends with Kathy? And she's like, you're Kathy's <laughs> son? Like, yeah, she was just telling me she saw her high school friends. I was hoping I get to talk to one of you. And yeah, yeah. they had a group That's of like cool. badass female friends just like crushing whatever they were pursuing. I still need to play your mom in uh cornhole again. Cornhole. I also think maybe I just leave with a victory only because I could tell how much it bugged her. Yeah, that's where she gets that competitive fire from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was shocked. Like she's nice. We just don't chat a bunch. And that day when I left, she was like, "We're playing." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll play again." <laughs> no problem. Rematch pending. I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I don't know that I'm scared of anything. Like I don't. No, it doesn't have to be anything scared. Just anything like interesting, or I mean, it could be scared. It could be just like, you know, like I don't know, some like cool family fact or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I've talked about it before, but I mean, like when my dad was born, my grandfather was in a Nazi camp. That's wild. I've never heard you say Whoa. that. Oh, yeah. Your grandfather was in a Nazi camp for Jews? Well, I mean, POWs went to the same camps. Oh, it was a POW? Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was like an area that got occupied or what. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Same thing. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of an interesting one. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I never really asked him a ton about it. I hadn't talked to my, like, fifth grade class once. Scared the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop that on a bunch of fifth graders. Like, y'all know what a POW is? Well, I mean, Torture. He, he didn't really ever talk about it, but, like, yeah. we were doing that part of history, and it was I was like, ah, you know, like, Something I, I was like, go. oh, I, yeah, like he can come in, and he was like, yeah. And then he talked about it. I was like, holy cow! That's it was wild. a really good talk. I mean, yeah. it was scary, but I never really thought about asking him like what the camp was until uh, this year when I went to Dachau, yeah, outside of Munich, right? And, th and that guy was like, which camp? And I was like, I don't, oh, I don't know, but yeah. like, yeah, because like you hear about that stuff over here, but when you're actually mm -hmm. there and see it, it's like completely different. Yeah, and they had labor camps also in addition to the. Um concentration camps and some of them were mixed you know yeah they probably had them out there doing labor pretty crazy they were all the same camps <laughs> well so they so they had so they they also were using like prisoners for like mining for manufacturing oh like, sure. so that's what i mean it's like so they would have camps that like this is canvas to like dig ore, <laughs> you know versus like oh this is camlo or dachau or you know wherever yeah like, this is for extermination basically yeah there was but in the end they're all the same, sadly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. My mom went to college for like a year in New Orleans. Dude, that is cool. Yeah, yeah right? She crazy. went to Loyola for a year. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, that's New Orleans cool. is like, people who come out of New Orleans are like a different breed, too. You know what I mean? Do you know anybody who like grew up in New Orleans? Uh, I do not. I mean, I text, I text a guy once a year I met at an LSU game 
Code of Blue. It's <laughs> such a tender song. Once a year for how many years now? Oh, Christ. That was probably like 06 or 07. God, you're almost at 20 years with this guy. Yeah. 16 years like, hey, man. Hey. I have no idea what he does. with. I don't even know what he does for a job. But, like, but he texts you back? Yeah, he'll always be like, Smith Boys, checking in. I love it. <laughs> And then usually, like, at LSU, I text them once a year. So I usually wait for, like, a big game. Oh, a big Tigers game? Yeah, like, last year, I think they were in, in Alabama or something. I text oh, him. Yeah. He's like, Smith Boys, like, I'm in the stadium. And I'm like, oh, he's right. even on the road. I love that. Cody Blue, legend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Next week, <laughs> cooking with Daryl. We will have Daryl on the podcast. Woo! Hell yeah. All right, for MCTP, for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.